Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. Today's show is still work-safe and family-friendly, but we're going to talk about how to deal with swearing in novels, quotations, and other types of text. I'll be bleeping out any swear words. My friend Scott Ziegler and I were talking about his new book, The Rookie, the other day, and he mentioned that he had to do a lot of extra work because of the swearing in it, which made me start thinking about swearing in general. Here's what happened. The Rookie is a crazy book about a pro football league 700 years in the future. Scott describes it as any given Sunday meets The Godfather meets Star Wars. So, as you can imagine, language among such characters isn't always as pure as the driven snow. Scott gave away The Rookie as a free podcast with adult language, and then edited it to create a young adult version to sell as a hardcover book and iPhone app. So he had to modify language to fit a young adult audience, yet still keep the story integrity and intensity. Sometimes he was able to just drop off the offensive word and the paragraph kept its punch and meaning. I'll read a little bit of it so you can hear it in context. Here's one section before editing. They can't handle being in the same cities with the aliens, being on the same buses, shuttles, and transport tubes. I mean, have you ever seen a Sklorno up close? Stedman's face wrinkled with disgust. You can see right through their skin, and they drool. It's a big adjustment. In that case, it's pretty easy to take out the expletive. You can see right through their skin, and they drool. It's a big adjustment. Other times, though, you can't just drop the expletive. You need to replace it in order to communicate the same intensity, anger, or disgust. I'll read it all the way through first again so you can hear it in context. Here's a section before editing. It was too much to bear. Quentin turned and stormed away, heading out of the landing bay and back to his room. Help? From a damned unholy sklorno? as if Quentin were some Bush League quarterback who needed to work on his route passing. Pine. He'd show that One way or another, he'd show him. Now listen to the rewrite. Scott took out a bunch of the cursing, but also replaced with jerk. Help from an unholy sklorno, as if Quentin were some Bush League quarterback who needed to work on his route passing. Pine. He'd show that jerk. One way or another, he'd show him. There are all sorts of replacement words for swear words that range in their own level of offensiveness. Jerk is a pretty mild thing to call someone compared with the other options. Heck and gosh are mild replacements to keep people from using religious words in vain. Some people might find certain replacements for the F word slightly more offensive, words like freaking, friggin', and effing. I always find it really funny when science fiction shows make up new futuristic swear words like frack and frell. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. 
That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite Lux Home Blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15. So those are two ways to get rid of potentially offensive language. Just take it out or use a milder replacement. But there are also other ways to deal with it in less formal print. One is to use a string of characters like they often do in comics. When a comic book character swears, you read something like asterisk, dollar, hash, percent, exclamation mark. And believe it or not, there's actually a name for that string of characters. In 1964, a cartoonist named Mort Walker named the Grawlix, G-R-A-W-L-I-X, Grawlix. At least that's the word that caught on. He actually described four different ways of representing swear words. Grawlixes, jarns, quimps, and niddles. In his first notation, the Grawlix may have just been a swirl symbol, one of a few described symbols for denoting a swear word. But as far as I can tell, Grawlix is the term most people use today to refer to the entire string of symbols. Grawlixes are often read out loud as bleep. For example, in 2004, there was a movie with a Grawlix in the name, and it became known as What the Bleep Do We Know? Although I couldn't find proof, I have a theory that using the word bleep to indicate a swear word came about after radio stations started playing a beep over swear words to obscure them. I may be unusual, but I don't read Grawlixes as bleeps. I read them as funny words like brick and bracken. The cartoon character Yosemite Sam was the king of those kind of implied swear words. He was always saying things like, yassin, sassin, snazzum, brassum. Come out of there, you blabber spat nazzed trap. Those are other options if you want to imply swearing without actually swearing. But back to Grawlixes. The symbols used in text are usually the symbols above the numbers on the keyboard. But I've noticed that comics sometimes mix in stars, skull and crossbone symbols, swirls, and the like. 
Also, as far as I can tell, the order or number of symbols used to replace the swear word is random. A writer on the blog Half Bakery proposed creating a code for assigning specific Grolixes to specific swear words so people could know what the writer intended, but I don't think the idea caught on. A slight modification of the Grolix that has caught on is to directly replace some letters in the swear word with asterisks. So instead of just typing random symbols, you replace a swear word with something like F asterisk asterisk asterisk. That method usually leaves enough information so people can work out what the word is meant to be, but the offensive word isn't actually typed. It's kind of like the trend on blogs to disembowel offensive comments. Disembowel is a neologism that means to remove all the vowels from words. Disemboweling suppresses comments that moderators think are out of line, but in a way so that the posts aren't technically censored, because readers can usually work out what the words mean if they try. Finally, here's a bit more trivia. Swear words are sometimes called maledicta. Maledict is an archaic adjective meaning cursed, which comes from the Latin root words meaning to speak ill of something. There's a journal about offensive words that goes by the name maledicta, and a book about swear words called Opus Maledictorum. Finally, if you want to get Grammar Girl and the other great shows from Quick and Dirty Tips streamed to your iPhone, try Stitcher free today at stitcher.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.